die right in. an NFL Confidence Pool podcast. I'm your host, Mac. And I'm your host, Bob. And if you couldn't tell from the intro, I'm sure you will hear it all episode long. Bob actually has two 40-ounce big gulps in both of his hands, taped to his hands. Well, I guess one is taped. The other he couldn't do because the one was already taped. Logistical but, reasons. Logistical, yeah, logistical reasons. But yeah, Bob, I'm curious, why did you show up to the to the recording here today with two 40-ounce big gulps, one to Oy vey, oy vey. So I am the champion. I can feel the hair ripping off my one hand. This is going to be really bad for volleyball tonight, side note. But I am the king of, Mac is the queen of injuries, the queen of updates i am the king apparently of making bad bets and losing them so our good friend and captain of the colorado g-men eli max brother-in-law or brother made a bet with me because he's a big giants fan obviously as you know i'm a big bears fan and we played each other in our fantasy football league that mac is the the uh founder of and eli came up with the brilliant idea that if either of us lose both aka the bears lost to the giants wah and his team absolutely smoked mine in fantasy that we have to go to 7-Eleven and buy two of the biggest possible big gulps. So lucky for me, the 64 ounces were not available, but I got two 40 ounces here. One's taped to my hand and I am all amped up on sugar already. (laughs) All right. Well, yeah, lucky for you and I guess lucky for the rest of us because we're going to be listening to that all podcast long. It's going to be great. If you don't mind, you know, trying to limit the amount of mmms and ahs and all the sound effects to the best of your ability, that would that would be much appreciated. I'm going to try my best, but you know, beggars cannot be choosers, and I'm drinking 80 ounces of pure sugar here, so I'm really going to try my best. <laughs> but but yeah, uh, if our if our wave riders hear any, any interesting noises or maybe a little burp here and there, I apologize. It's the sugar. It's not me. Thanks, Eli. Yeah, thank you so much, Eli. Really appreciate, you know, bringing that on. But we yeah. it kind of inspired both Bob and I because we've decided that throughout the rest of the season, I think we're going to have to implement some further bets throughout making waves just with head-to-head choices and different things that Bob and I both decide on if we have differences. So stay tuned. There will definitely be some more crazy bets coming throughout this season. Um, And also just a quick little sidebar before we jump into all things NFL. We do recognize, want to take a moment to recognize that we understand there were some technical difficulties last year. So, or not last year, last week with me sounding a little quiet, Bob sounding a little loud. So we've decided to have Bob, you know, make out with the microphone a little less. And I'm here going to cozy up a little bit more to my microphone and hopefully we'll be sounding just even Stevens all the way through. You know what? Yeah, we've got a couple couple uh, good pieces of feedback by some of our best fans, biggest fans, biggest wave riders. And man, I'm already just amped up on the sugar. But they said oh, that God. I sounded a little too loud and Mac was 
maybe a little too quiet. So yeah, she's going to be. I think be, one uh, of the comments was, "You don't need to yell, Bob." And the fact that you are amped up on sugar <laughs> every time you go to to talk excited, you lean really close to the microphone. This so is also fun. This is also really bad. Like I'm literally losing feeling in my left hand. I need to loosen this up. This is actually very uncomfortable. You got to so. keep it taped. You got to keep it taped. But while you figure that out. I will go ahead and dive into the NFL because we've already, uh, you know, discussed all the crazy things. Oh, wait, actually, before we dive into all the injuries in this week, we should probably give a little recap of how we did in the confidence pool league last week. So do you happen to have those numbers on you? I know you're adjusting your, your slurpee at the moment. I sure do. So last week, week four of the NFL season, making waves actually did much better than we have been uh, the last couple weeks. And give myself a little room between my mouth and the uh, the mic here. So yeah, you sound great. You sound great. Thank you. Perfect. Um, so we went nine out of sixteen. We missed seven games, and we got ninety-two out of a possible one hundred and twenty-two points. So actually, one of our statistically best weeks of the twenty twenty-two season. So things are looking up. Things are getting better. Bada bing, bada boom. Yep, yep, yep. And we, like I said, we missed seven games. The seven games that we missed were Thursday night. We had Dolphins over the Bengals at five. And Mac is going to go into a little bit more depth about, you know, Tua and what happened there. Yeah. Uh, we missed Browns over the Falcons. Browns stink at eight points. We missed we missed Lions over the Seahawks at six. And thankfully, oh. we were able to cut that in half to uh, my co-host. She wanted to put him at 12, but we put him down to six. And unfortunately, we, we did miss that one. Uh, we missed Colts over the Titans. Don't even get me started on Indianapolis. Don't even get me started. We missed them at three. We are... So done. We're so done. Watch out, Indianapolis. That's all I can say. Uh, we missed the Steelers over the Jets at 13, the absolute gut punch for making waves of the week. And officially, in Mitch, we do not trust. I repeat, in Mitch, we do not trust. Uh, we missed the Bucks over the Chiefs at 2. Tom obviously has some other stuff going on, but uh, they lost that, and so did we at 2. And we missed the Rams over the Niners. Maddie, Steph, what are we doing, man, at 7 on Monday night? So a little better. Still not great, but you know what? We're making some strides. All right. Love to see that uphill. <laughs> Love to see that. <laughs> I am going to mute you if I need to, if you keep Don't. doing that. Don't. I'm glad to see that we've made some uphill uh, climbs there. And obviously, I hope we can continue to only improve. Um, obviously, we will touch on a lot more of those things throughout individual analyses throughout this week for week five of the NFL. But before we jump into that, I'm going to go through the injury report. There are a ton of names on this list, so I'm going to keep it pretty brief. We can dive into them more if it affects our confidence, uh, but there are a lot of names. So first up, we've got Cordero Patterson. He suffered a knee injury. He had to get surgery. I believe he tore his ACL. He had to get some surgery. He's going to be on injured reserve at least for the next couple weeks, if not missing the rest of the season. Um, your boy, David Montgomery, he still remains questionable with a knee and ankle injury. We've got Miles Garrett and Jadavion Clowney of the Cleveland Browns. Both are still questionable to return. You know, Miles Garrett had that car accident. He's got a chance to play Sunday. Um, Clowney is also still questionable with the ankle injury. Um, Javante Williams, another torn ACL this past weekend, or I guess I'm not sure if Cordero tore his ACL if it's just a regular knee injury, but 
Devontae Torres ACL, he for sure is out for the rest of this season. That's a big blow to the Denver offense that was already struggling. And my fantasy teams. And your fantasy teams. We've got the Lions. My word. I feel like pants are on my ankles, egg on my face for the loss that they had on Sunday because I had no idea that both Amon Ross St. Brown and DJ Chark were going to not play due to injury. And beyond that, our other starting wide receiver, Quintez Cephas, left the game early due to an injury. So all of our weapons, literally on offense, except for TJ Hawkinson, who played through an injury, he is also questionable for this weekend. All right, I mean, our offense is falling apart, falling to pieces, but we still put up like 45 points. So I'll get into that later. So those three, DeAndre Swift, Amon Ross St. Brown, or I'm sorry, those four, DJ Chark and... Um, TJ Hawk are DJ Chark. Do, 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 do. Sorry. <laughs> questionable for this weekend against Patriots. We've got Derek Stingley Jr., that rookie cute, uh, cornerback that was drafted in the first round this past year. He had an arm injury. He's questionable for the Texans. Jonathan Taylor, this is another big one. Ankle injury ruled out for this Thursday night's game against the Broncos. That's a huge blow to their offense. The ones that are we're already just pissed at the Colts. <laughs> Uh, we've got Joey Bosa, Joey Bosa, who had suffered a groin injury a week and a half ago. He's expected to be out for eight to ten weeks. Oh Keenan gosh. Allen is still struggling through his hamstring injury. He is still questionable. Big one and a very scary one was Tua Tagovailoa. He suffered a concussion last Thursday night. And there was a lot of questioning around if he should have been playing that game. He suffered an injury that Sunday prior against the Bills. There's a, an investigation going on if the Dolphins did not handle that appropriately and if they put them out before they should have. He should have been on the list for concussion people because he played, took another huge hit to his head. And that is actually some very scary footage. If you see his body kind of seizes up immediately from some neurological stuff that was going on. They had to stretcher him off the field. Very scary for him. He for sure is out against the Jets, and I would not be surprised if he is out even longer. Hopefully, for his health and safety, he is. Yep. Some other big names. Sorry, still going. Man. Mac Jones and Brian Hoyer. So the starting and backup quarterback for the New England Patriots are both questionable and likely will not play. Mac Jones, if you remember, suffered that high ankle sprain. Uh, Brian Hoyer suffered a concussion. So they'll have Bailey Zappi, Bailey Zapp, the rookie that they drafted this past year. He'll be playing, starting for them on Sunday. For the Saints, we've got Jameis Winston, Michael Thomas, and Alvin Kamara, all in, all injured and questionable to return. None of them played against the Vikings in London. They're not sure if they will be playing this weekend. Two more. Rashad Bateman suffered a foot injury. Uh, He is questionable. That's why, unfortunately, his fantasy points plummeted for my dear co-host, Rob. Okay. Uh, But we'll see if he gets back. It turns out that's actually kind of good news, though, because if he was hurt, then maybe that's why he was not doing so good. Um, And then the last one is big play, Slay. My old Detroit Lions, great, great friend of mine, big play Slay. He suffered an arm injury. He exited the win over the Jags. That's a big blow to the Eagles defense because he's been an incredible corner this year, uh, but he may return this weekend and may not. So those are my injuries. Holy smokes. There's a lot of injuries and there's a ton more that I didn't even get to. Those are just a lot of the big names that I wanted to touch on. 
Man, oh man, what a physical game and what a list of injuries. Putting the injury queen to work, and it's only heading into week five. Can you imagine when we're in like week ten? You got Gosh. your work cut out for you. I know. Maybe I'll just maybe I'll just focus on new injuries in the report, and we'll just have to take a look at all the other injuries um, when we're making our decisions. But with all that being said, all those injuries to take into consideration, all the different matchups we have heading into week five, let's go ahead and just kick this one off. You're already a fourth of the way through your Slurpee, so you're feeling good, ready to, I ready am to feeling rock and roll, Good, 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 good. All right. Well, let's kick it off <laughs> Thursday night, 8.15 p.m. I can't wait to hear what you have to say about this team. We have the Indianapolis Colts taking the Denver Broncos in the... Mile High City, is that what it's called? I think it is, yeah. I nicely think it done. Is. Okay. Nicely done. So, yeah, I have the Broncos winning this one. That is scary to me because the Broncos clearly, I, I mean, I don't know. I keep thinking eventually they're going to turn it on, right? They just haven't found their chemistry with Russell Wilson and all of those wide receivers that they have. I still think that's a possibility, but it, they're running out of time, honestly, to be able to get a lot of that done. But – the injury to Jonathan Taylor for the Indianapolis Colts is a big factor in why I'm choosing the Broncos. Despite their woes and despite the issues that they have had, I think they have got a good chance here to pull out a win. And just because we're picking them and we're picking against the Colts, the Colts are probably going to win, but I'm still sticking with it. I'm going Broncos and I got them at four. Excellent. Okay. Good start. I have a little bit of brain freeze, not going to lie, so I hope that I can be, I hope that I can make some sense here, but yeah, talk about two teams. I know this isn't my analysis, but I need to get, I need to do a little bit of a, uh, a rant here on both of these teams, especially Please. Indianapolis, because I can imagine two teams that hate making waves worse than the Colts and the Broncos. They screw us over week after week. These were two teams that everybody expected to really contend to be in the playoffs. Colts, pretenders, Broncos, frauds. Both of these teams have just risen up the list of teams that I hate so quickly. We got Green Bay up there, and these two teams are not far behind, and that's saying a lot. Colts, no matter what we say, the opposite's going to happen. So I was thinking that our strategy should be no matter what game the Colts are in, we have it three or less. Because no matter what, they're going to screw us over, so we might as well have them screw us over at less points. Colts, probably going to lose, especially without Jonathan Taylor. Broncos, let's ride. Spicy sandwich. Russell Wilson is so cringe, so I don't know what's going on with him. He needs to do more playing and less cringy off-the-field marketing campaigns. But I have the Broncos as well. They're in the Mile High City. There's no Jonathan Taylor. I have them at three. So we got three and four. Okay, three and four. Not too far off the start. I like your thought of keeping them low because they just keep screwing us over left and right. So yeah, doesn't help us if we put them any higher than that. Moving on, Sunday, 9.30 a.m. Yes, you heard that correctly. Another 9.30 game, waking up with some football because we are, again, going across the pond. That good. Was, hey, I, I, finally found, I finally found the British accent we were that searching was good. for last year. <laughs> or no, I was last say, week. Why do I keep saying yes, last year? Because last year was a great year. Yeah, last year was great. Yeah, I... Knew that we had another game in London, so I've been practicing my London accent, and it seems like my co-host has as well. So this is great. You've been doing great. Um, and I don't think I introduced who it was. It's the New York Giants versus Green Bay Packers, so take it away with all your tea and crumpets. Tea and crumpets. 
Yes, this is going to be a very good game. I don't know if I'm going to be doing the English accent for the entire time. Just kidding. <laughs> yeah, Giants at Packers. Obviously, this isn't in Green Bay. This is in London. And the Giants, I mean, they made me a believer last weekend when they beat my boys, who were obviously a powerhouse in the NFL. They beat them pretty handedly. Uh, we have a very dynamic offense. They held us to zero touchdowns. We didn't get in the end zone once. Yeah, that defense really, really quieted our, our O and... Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley were really having a good game. So kudos to them. These are two teams, the only two teams that have beaten my boys playing each other. So in my opinion, this is like a NFC Championship possible preview because these teams are awesome. They beat my boys, which means these two teams are both good. Obviously, I hate one. I, uh, you know, don't mind the other. But thanks thanks to the Giants, I have, you know, two 40-ounce Slurpees in my hands right now and just having a blast. So all that to say, I do think this is going to be a one-sided affair. Unfortunately for the Giants, as Mac alluded to, Daniel Jones is hurt. He was in your injury report, right? Oh, he actually was not. Okay, sorry. Uh, tell, Daniel me more Jones, about, tell me more about that injury. Yes, he had an ankle injury. He was banged up at the end of that game. So then their backup, Tyrod Taylor, came in, and he hit, He was a concussion people at the end of that game. So they were on their oh, third-string wow. quarterback, and the Packers, they just beat, you know, a good Patriots team, and they're just starting to hem, hem and haw a little bit. So, unfortunately, I have the Packers going to London and winning, and I have them winning at a confidence level of 11. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, I did not realize those injuries, so I definitely will bump that up on my end um, because, yeah, I didn't realize they were on their potential second or third string quarterbacks. Um, so I also have the Packers, but I had them at nine. But I will okay. happily move that up if those if those guys are still out. And I know they're both questionable, so both could play, but, you know, okay. might be banged up. Yeah. Yeah, one thing we haven't done a great job of, and that's on us completely, um, is Sunday morning re-looking at the injury reports to see who's playing. So we, we really need to – we'll hone that in and make sure we're adjusting accordingly. Yep, we'll hone that in. Maybe you can take the reins on that, and I'll sleep in, and when I wake up, you'll have that, you'll have a full report ready for me. Perfect, and we can, yeah. We can I'll, use accordingly. I'll take a little report for you, send it over, PDF format, all the things. Wow. Okay, yeah. that sounds perfect. Excellent. Very fancy. <laughs> Very fancy. All right, moving right along. I know we disagree on this game, and I've come prepared because I'm, I need to throw my shields up. We've got my boys, the Detroit Lions, versus the New England Patriots. So I, of course, am going with the Lions here again. Shocker, I know. Unreal. Unreal. I recognize the mistake that was made last week, especially with those guys. I truly believe that if our guys played, like our main guys played, we would have been fine. But the fact that none of our three starting like huge producing offensive players played is a big problem, especially DeAndre Swift and Amon Ross St. Brown. They have both put up more than 100 yards in the first three games of the season. So to be missing both of those, I mean, that alone is 200 yards that you're missing on offense of offensive production. So TJ Hawkinson did a ton. He could not do it all by himself. And honestly, I recognize also that our defense is horrific. Uh, You said the stat late earlier today that we have the number one scoring offense, but we have the worst ranked defense in the NFL. We need a little, we need a little bit to give, and I really want the defense to be stepping up a little bit more. It doesn't help that we also lost a huge, um, 
a huge defensive component in Tracy Walker, who is out for the rest of the season. That's very unfortunate. Um, but yeah, I, we got to step it up big time. I am really hopeful and I'm a lot more timid with my confidence points this week, I promise. But I'm really hopeful that against a New England Patriots team who will most likely be on their third string quarterback, a brand new rookie into the NFL, I am really hopeful that we're going to be able to turn it around and win this weekend. So I've got the Lions. I've got them at single digits. Very, very generous. I've only got them at five. Okay. So I was just expecting you to say one or two. So you still get the five. Hey, fair, oh, that's fair. That's so generous. Hey. Compared I to was, my 12. <laughs> compared to your 12, that is generous. So I will give you that. As you alluded to, second alluded to, two Slurpees, two alluded to. Um, I do have the Patriots in this game, and I'm going to tell you a couple reasons why. I know this isn't my analysis, so I'm going to keep it short and sweet, kind of like these sweet, these sweet uh, Slurpees that I'm drinking. No, that's fine. I- I'm curious to hear your perspective. Yes. Okay, I appreciate that. Um, oh, man, I'm really feeling it here. So, oh, my brain is cold. Uh, so, Patriots-Lions, this is in New England. Okay, so the reason that I think the Patriots going to win this game is, one, yes, the Lions offense has been extraordinarily impressive. It's the number one offense in the NFL. I don't I don't know if you expected this to happen, but as a Bears fan, I absolutely did not foresee a Jared Goff-led offense being the number one in the NFL, you know, almost a quarter of the way through the season. Yeah, absolutely not. <laughs> and yes, they did score 45 points against the Seahawks. That is definitely impressive. But I know you mentioned they had one defensive injury and they still allowed a Geno Smith-led offense to come into their house and score 48 points. That is not great. And losing to a Geno Smith. Oh, sorry. What were you going to say there? Nope. Go ahead. Finish. Sorry. I had to take a quick little swig there. And yeah, I mean, a Geno Smith, I will give him the fact that he's playing a lot better than people expected. The Seahawks are 2-2, two and two, which is a lot better than many people expected. But on the other side of the coin, on the other side of the token, the Patriots did have their third string quarterback. What's his name you said? Like Zappy? Bailey Zappy. Bailey. Be zappy. He was in the game in Green Bay, which many people believe to be one of the best teams in the NFC for most of the game, and they took the Packers in Green Bay to overtime. So I don't know if that is just speaking on their defense, how good their defense is, or how this zappy guy was being a good enough game manager, but they took the Packers into overtime in Green Bay. So the Patriots, even with their third-string quarterback or no slouches, this game is in Green Bay or in New England, which is not an easy place to play, and the Lions defense needs to get something going so I mean I I don't know I, I definitely could be swayed and I'm, I'm sure off air you're going to be swaying hard on your boys and you know it's it is it is funny to me that uh you know these all these games for the Lions like are winnable in a sense and you're probably just like yeah baby Lions we won Lions we too so I'll give it to you that the Lions are playing good and they're keeping games close but for those few reasons I have the Patriots win this game and I have them mirrored at five for them so we got five okay. and five but for different uh different okay, squads you're laughing at me for choosing five and you did the same thing i mean hey i gotta laugh at you for choosing five <laughs> i'll just quick touch on two of your points and obviously we'll discuss it more number one you were talking about geno smith i think it's important to recognize that he has the highest completion percentage in the NFL out of any quarterback right now in the first four weeks, any quarterback. Nom, nom, nom. I'm hungry with these. That's a good nugget. So that's obviously a tribute to him. I do believe the Seahawks are better than anybody expected. 
granted, we should not have given up all of that. I mean, I, I'm totally agree. Our defense is trash and we need to, we need to step it up and turn it around here. And so that would be huge. And then the last one, I will say you touched on Bailey Zappi and the Packers. I would just argue that that is more of a testament to the Packers not really living up to the hype this year than the Patriots doing more. But great point. I'm okay with that take. I like that take. We're always good with uh, pushing the Packers down to the mud. All great points. And I definitely recognize that we've chosen my boys a lot. And there will be many games like when we play the Vikings again, Packers, Bills, all those things where we will very clearly not choose them. Oh, well, definitely the Bears will pick them again. So that's two right there. But What the heck? All the rest. Yeah, I understand. (laughs) And the last side note of this game, and then we'll move on, is I am open to definitely go a lot lower and possibly even go over to your boys. I'll say that live on air here so everyone knows that uh, I'm okay with that. But there's a caveat to that. If we go with your boys again and they lose for the third week in a row with us picking them, we're going to need to – have some conversations live about what we want to do moving forward with your boys because three in a row, they would be moving into Colts territory hey, if they lose for us for three t- three times in a row. So we'll we'll that's chat fair. about that if that's the case. So just know that if we go with your boys, there's a lot lot on the line. Just saying. All right, that's fair, and uh, I believe behind my back, you put a little bit more on the line for that game this past weekend. Is that correct? I did make another bet. I mean. Egg on my face, humpity dumpity. I have duct tape around my hands on this absolutely frigid Antarctica cold sm- uh, smoothie. I wish it was a smoothie. I wish this was a smoothie. Slushy. Shout out 7-Eleven. You'll probably have an ad later on in this episode. But yes, I made a bet with one of our biggest fans and one of my closest friends, uh, Mr. Vince. I was over hanging out with uh, him and wonderful Maddie, two great fans. And the Broncos, um, was it the Broncos? No, it was the Bengals versus the Dolphins game. And I'm, well, I was checking out the 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 uh, score on that, and I was bummed that we had lost. And Vince was like, oh, I could have told you that the Bengals were going to win that game. I was like, oh, really? Because no offense to him, he, he would be the first to tell you as well. He's not a football fan by any means. So jokingly, he's like, I'll, I'll tell you who would win multiple games this week. So I said, oh, yeah, tell me. He said the Seahawks are going to beat the Lions. I said, no, they're not. That's just not going to happen. We made a bet that if the Seahawks beat the Lions, that we would – let him choose all 16 games and confidence levels, and we would use them. With that being said, we did not make that bet. You made that bet behind my back, and I found out about it on accident on Instagram. Yes, so when I say we, I mean me and the little mouse in my pocket made the bet. Uh, Mac had no part in that bet, so obviously she could not be punished from my silly bet. And, uh, yeah, I thought I was, you know, doing her a solid by saying, yeah, the Lions are going to win. I'm going to defend Mac in her honor and her boys. But obviously, humpity dumpity, I got my face. I learned my lesson. So all that uh, to be said, Mac didn't have a part in that bet. So um, we want to keep this this episode, you know, under an hour if possible. So I'm real quick going to read Vince's pick. So if anybody uh, wants to write them down or keep track, we'll see if, if Vince is going to do better here than making waves. But uh, okay, we'll so real track. quick. Yes. So real quick, he didn't give me any confidence confidences actually, but he said uh, Colts over the Niners, uh, Packers. Over the Niners? You mean the Broncos? Oh, he said um, Colts horseshoes beats horse. So I thought that meant. Oh, the I guess Broncos. Broncos he meant by okay. Yes. So I'm just gonna say the teams that he had winning because he just said his winners. Great. Colts, Packers, Lions, 
Browns, Jags, and then he went with Buccaneers, Bills, Dolphins, Bears, very good, Vince, Titans, Saints, Panthers, Panthers over the Niners, interesting pick, Eagles, Rams, Bengals. So uh, pretty solid. Oh, and there's one more. Nope, Bengals is the last one. So, okay, we'll have to okay. keep an eye on those, see how there's we did. There's a good amount that are same, but there's also a good amount that are different. Yeah, so it'll be interesting to see how we uh, do in comparison to Vince. We will keep everybody updated next week. But thank you for sending those picks our way, and we will see. May the best uh, team win. All right. Thanks, Vince. And, yeah, sorry that we're not submitting those because I had no idea. <laughs> yeah, this was a one-sided bet, and, uh, I mean, I guess I learned my lesson. Hey, maybe we'll make another one, and he can do it for a different week. But either way, we need to move along because we yes. are only three games in. Uh, we, next up, we've got the Pittsburgh Steelers at Buffalo Bills. All righty, and I believe this is my game, if I'm not mistaken. And, yeah, this one's really easy for me. Steelers, all I have to say about them is, unfortunately, Mitch, I think his time uh, to shine as an NFL quarterback or starting NFL quarterback in the NFL is, I think it's behind him now. They lost to the Jets at home. Can't have that happen. He got benched at halftime uh, to the rookie Pickett, uh, Pickett came in through three interceptions in the second half, made it an exciting game, but the Steelers just lost to the Jets. Bills, uh, they're still the Bills. I have them winning this game at home, and I have them winning it at 16, so this is my most confident game of the week. All right, we've got a match because I also have the Bills. I've got them at 16. Uh, I don't think Pickett did them any favors against the Jets, so nope. I don't know that he's going to be much of an improvement, and the Bills, the Bills should take this one handedly. Ding, ding, ding. 16 and 16. Ding, ding, ding. Moving right along. We've got the Los Angeles Chargers at Cleveland Browns. I know that you just said that Vince chose the Browns. Unfortunately, Vince, I am going with the Chargers here on this one. Um, the Browns obviously have some issues with their injuries in terms of like Miles Garrett and Jadavion Clowney, which we touched on quite a bit. Um, and they, they just lost this past weekend to the Falcons. Not a good look uh, against the Falcons, to be honest. And I just think the Chargers, the Chargers are starting to string it together a little bit more. I know they had a weird week against, who was that? Oh, it was against the Jags. But the Jags are going to be a better team than any of us anticipated. Yes, yes, so they're contenders, I think. I think. The Chargers, I think the Chargers have got this one here. Um, I, don't, I don't think it should be a problem. I've got the Chargers, and I've got them at 11. Okay, very close once again. Yeah, unfortunately to Vince, I don't think his hometown team of the Cleveland Browns is going to win this game. As Max just alluded to, they lost a really bad game to the Falcons last week. Earlier this season, they lost to the Jets. And Jacoby Brissett is really starting to show the last couple of weeks why he is a perennial backup in the league. He just really doesn't have what it takes to be a solid starter. He can keep the Browns in it uh, for a couple of weeks, I feel like, but he cannot keep them at the top of the division. I have the Chargers going into Cleveland and winning. I have them one point higher than my co-host, and I have them at 12. All right, 12. Um, love to hear that. And then this next game here, we also choose differently than Vince. Um, we've got the Chicago Bears at Minnesota Vikings. And I just got to say, I know we agree on this one. So Whoa. just a little quick shout out. It's very respectable of you to, you know, put put making waves in the confidence pool above your own heart and dreams and desires. I really appreciate that. That was such a sweet shout out. I really needed that um, as my hand is duct taped to this Slurpee. And obviously I'm going to be choosing against my boys, but uh, 
yeah. I wish I could say I agreed with Vince on this one. Uh, my heart will be agreeing all game. I'm going to be cheering, cheering that heart out um, from one until four. And hopefully I'm, you know, proved wrong in this pick. But the Bears really just had a terrible last Sunday. If they really cared about me like I care about them, I wouldn't be in this predicament that I'm in right now <laughs> with uh, Sugar Rush and Brain Freeze. But yeah, I mean, when your offense can't score a touchdown against a, in my opinion, no offense, Eli, uh, an average Giants team when you can't score a touchdown in a game that is not a recipe for a winning team. Uh, do I think it's going to be a close game? Absolutely. Don't don't get me uh, don't get me wrong here. You know, I still think it's going to be a close game. And can my Bears win? Absolutely. Wait, is he cho- is he choosing the Bears? What's happening here? No, unfortunately, I'm not. We need to get the Buka Bucks. I'm trying to be realistic, so I do think that the Vikings are going to win this game. But I think Justin Fields is going to make some big strides on Sunday. Oh, Mac just rolled her eyes. That was rude. I, like I said, I think Justin Fields is going to make some big strides on Sunday. I think Darnell Mooney, who had 95 yards last last week, which tripled his season hey, total. He's in the positives. He's in, well, that was mean. Sorry about that, Darnell. Sorry, Mrs. Mooney. And I just got really close to the mic there because I'm passionate right now. It's fine. You're excited about that one. Uh, I was very upset about that one. I think is a little oh, bit more you're accurate. Like amped up, excited. Yes, the sugar and that that ridiculous comment. But yeah, uh, there's some good things that are that are going for the Bears and the Vikings. Didn't look very dominant against the Saints, needing a last second field goal in London to beat a Michael Thomas, Alvin Kamara, and Jameis Winston-less Saints team last week. So I do have the Vikings. I have them at this is probably too high. I hope, I hope the Bears aren't listening. I have them at six. Okay. Wow. That was very respectable. Why are you – you better not be higher than that. You oh, I'm definitely not. higher than that. <laughs> Excuse I me. This, explicit. This is bullshit. I, <laughs> I agree. There's a good points there that they struggled a little bit about uh, against – oh, my gosh. They struggled a little bit against a struggling Saints team, and I'm struggling to struggle to struggle as well. <laughs> What the heck is happening? Are you sugar rushed up over there? Apparently, my word. No, okay, yes. Yeah. So they struggled a bit against the Saints team in London. I think there are a lot of different factors there, though, because they were traveling on that Friday, barely slept, played a game in like early morning, all, all sorts of goofed up. And then also Dalvin Cook was struggling with that uh, separated shoulder that he experienced against, I think it was against my boys the week prior. I think it was. Either way, though, I think the Vikings have this one. They're going to be at home. Sorry, Bob. I have them at 10. No, no. Uh, okay. <laughs> the, I'm sorry, I, but your boys are... Easy. They're 2-2. Two and two. Your boys are looking up. A little bit. You're right. They do have a better record, and ultimately that's what it comes down to. In terms of like, production, though... That's a difficult one for you to argue. You know what? When the Bears shock the world on Sunday, I'm going to be coming here with my new Justin Fields jersey. I hope jersey. they do for my best friend. That was really nice of you. I appreciate but that. But they will I... not. <laughs> well, time to shock the world, boys. Let's go. Pants around your ankles, too, because you were so adamant they were going to beat the Giants last week. Hey, they lost by one possession. It was a good game. It was a good game. It was a good game. All right. Moving along to what will probably not be the greatest of games is the Seattle Seahawks at New Orleans Saints. And the reason I say that is because of all those injuries we were talking about with the Saints. Uh-oh. I, s- I, sorry, you were looking at me because I was making a face there. I 
just based off of what you said there, I think we're going to be way off in confidence this year, but um, I'm curious to hear what you're going to have this one at. Sorry. Oh, we're going to be way off in confidences? I think so, based on how you just led into this game. Yeah, I think so. Oh, okay. Well, the reason I say that is mostly just because the Saints have those injuries that they're struggling with. Um, the Seahawks definitely don't have, like, a ton. I still think they've got a lot to prove. But, like, the, some of those stats that we've said, Geno Smith um, has been extremely accurate this year. He's got that saying, he said, uh, at the beginning of the year, he said, they wrote me off, but I ain't right back, though. And I saw this post, and Chill. it was like, he still ain't right back, though. <laughs> Chills. He's not writing back, baby. He ain't writing back. They wrote him off. He ain't writing back. He's just producing out there left and right. And then also Rashad Penny. Holy cow. Yes, it was against my just absolutely dismal Detroit Lions defense. But he came into his own a lot this past week. And so that was nice to see. Yeah. He to get some stuff going on the ground as well. And so, yeah, we've got the Seahawks going all the way down to New Orleans and taking on those Saints. I've got the Seahawks, and I've got them at six. Okay, so we're not as far off as I uh, initially thought there. I also think the Seahawks are going to a very banged-up Saints, or against a very banged-up Saints team here. Seahawks are looking like they are actually contenders again. Gino, how can you not root for the guy? They wrote him off. He ain't right back, though. I hope he doesn't write back all season, especially because they don't play my boys, so... The more wins for him, the better. I think the Seahawks are going to go into into New Orleans and win that game. I have them at four, so a little less confident, but uh, yeah, pretty close. Okay. Yeah, fair enough, fair enough. I'm guessing you thought I was going to put them really high because I said it wasn't going to be like the most exciting of games. It's exactly what I thought. Okay, yeah, I I was just looking for a transition. That's all. It was a good one. It was a good <laughs> one. <laughs> Sorry for calling you out there and making it obvious. Pants hey, no, ankle. it's, it's no problem. <laughs> Yeah, I don't have a transition to the next game, so I'm just going to jump right into it. We've got the Miami Dolphins taking on the New York Jets. And, whew, okay, I struggled a bit with this one. Oh, wait, sorry, this is your this is your analysis. Go ahead. Thank you very much. Sorry, I just got oh, excited. <laughs> it's okay, you get really excited. I can't wait to hear what you have to say on this game. Also, a quick update, I'm almost, I'm almost done with <clears throat> my first super big gulp. Uh, my Sprite one on the right, I'm all the way down to, like, my last quarter. And the freezing one that's taped around my hand is about uh, two-fifths of the way done. So I have to pee really bad, but I'm going to hold it because this is important. Anyways, <laughs> back into the analysis. Go ahead. We got Dolphins. We got Jets. And the Dolphins, man, they had a tough Thursday night. Obviously, they went into Cincinnati, and that was going to be a tough game regardless. But Tua, yeah, Mac was saying he had a really, really scary concussion where I think any football fan has seen that replay um, a handful of times at this point when he couldn't stand up and they had claimed that it was a back injury. Obviously, he came back into the game, uh, didn't look right, and then just three days later came in, started against the Bengals, which a lot of people said should have never happened. He took a really hard hit, and he was kind of just seizing up on the field, and he had another concussion. So two concussions in four days, two traumatic brain injuries in four days is really, really scary. So, um, and then, yeah, a couple people on the medical team got fired for clearing to a to go back in that game on uh, Sunday a couple weeks ago. So just a lot of drama. The NFL is uh, looking into it, as Max said earlier this or on this uh, episode. But, yeah, it's definitely going to be uh, Teddy Bridgewater starting this game for the Dolphins. We obviously hope that Tua gets well and comes back ASAP because he was so fun to watch those first couple weeks of the season, and the Dolphins are really exciting with him on the field. 
Uh, lucky for them, they play a hapless New York Jets team, even though the, De- the Jets are coming off a win, and they're 2-2. Two and two. So they've shocked a couple teams. They beat the Steelers in big old pile of Heinz catch-up field last week. <laughs> and, yeah, they're definitely doing better than people expected, but they are still the Jets. I think the Dolphins are going to win this one pretty handedly, even with Teddy Bridgewater expected to start. So I have them going into New York and winning at a confidence level of nine. Okay. Um, so what I was saying, sorry, earlier when I was about to just jump in, is that this one is really scary, scarily high for me. I have this one at double digits. Whoa. I have them at 14. And Whoa. the reason I ended up settling on that one is mostly just because the Miami defense, I mean, the offense has looked incredible, obviously, with the addition of Tyree Kill and then Jalen Waddle. I am nervous, obviously, with Teddy Bridgewater taking over. I think he's going to do okay. He seems to be an efficient enough game manager. He's been a backup several times, played for multiple other teams. I think he'll do okay offensively. But the defense for me is what knocked it all the way up there is that the Dolphins do have a really solid defense. So hopefully they'll be able to stifle Zach Wilson a bit. I kind of am eating my words because I said that the Jets are going to be worse with Zach Wilson in there, but I I still don't think he's the greatest quarterback. Sorry, Mrs. Wilson, Mr. Wilson, Zach, I know you're listening. My apologies. Obviously, obviously. Obviously. But anyways, Dolphins, I've got them 14. You've got them at nine. We will look at that offline. Okay. Wow. Yeah. I was honestly thinking about you after the Jets game last week because I remember you were like harping on like, no Flacco, yeah. <laughs> this might hurt the Jets. And then Wilson came in and had a pretty good game. So he for sure listened last week and he was like, okay, I, know. I need to prove to making fair, waves and that wrong. Yeah, to be fair, it was also against the Steelers. I don't count it as like, if he comes out and beats the Dolphins, then. Or like, yeah, or yeah. Then comes we'll out see. beats if he comes out like beats the Bears, then yeah, that's impressive. But the Steelers, not so oh, much. So I, I feel you on that. I feel you on that. Yeah, not about the Bears, but definitely against the Dolphins. We'll see. We'll see if he can make it. If he does that, I'm the Queen of England. So <laughs> England, London. England, London. Oh, R.I.P. Queen. Oh. R.I.P. Oh. Queen. We love you. Oh man, oh. how did that? Just, how did that just happen? Jeez. <laughs> Oh, jeez. Okay, we're just going to jump into the next game to avoid any more awkward banter about the passing of the Queen. Uh, We have the Atlanta Falcons taking on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And Falcons obviously suffered a huge blow with Cordero Patterson taking that injury over this past weekend and taking some time off. Their running back room actually did a really nice job and allowed them to beat the Browns last weekend which was nice so that was good to see but I just don't think it's going to be enough against the Bucs uh, the Bucks, the Bucks, I believe have kind of owned the Falcons especially since Tom Brady took over which Tom Brady sorry man also there's some news going on with him supposedly him and Giselle I don't know if we're allowed to report on this but we're going to because we're just a little old podcast but we're cutting edge and, supposedly him and Giselle have hired some divorce lawyers so he's got lots going on off the field who knows What's going on in his head? I don't know how I'd be able to focus. I don't know about you, Bob, but yeah, nope. either way, I still think they're going to win. I'm saying all this stuff as if as if it's going to affect him. <laughs> He's probably going to go out and throw for about 800 yards now. Right, but either way, I still think they're going to win. Uh, I've got the Bucks, and I've got them at 15. So clearly, I don't think it's going to affect him too much. It would affect him against a good team. Maybe not against the Falcons is what we're saying. I also just got slushy all over my arm. Gosh darn it. 
When did we turn into TMZ, by the way? We're reporting on, <laughs> on uh, divorce lawyers and people breaking up and Giselle. Just today. Today we did. Wow. I, saw wow. that. We are... I saw that today and I was like, oh, there we go. That's why he was gone from training camp for two weeks. That's why he's looking so like, you know, like off his game. He kind of looks, yeah. something's going on with his yeah, face. He yeah, he looks like he just like really worn. I mean, granted, he's like 45, but he's looking, he's looking his age more than he ever has. It looks like Father Time finally has a little bit of a grip over him, and the whole time it really wasn't Father Time. It was Giselle and, and the stress from that. So, Apparently. Yeah, enough about the uh, the divorce rumors now. I mean, we'll, <laughs> I'm sure we'll, we'll keep you in the loop over the next couple of weeks when more comes oh, out definitely. from TMZ. But, man, we, we really do it all here at Making Ways. We talk about football. We hey, make we're predictions. Trying to reach, we talk about. Yeah, we're trying to reach all of our crowds. You don't like football? Come over here. It's like reality TV. We got we to gotta get Nick to listen to this episode. She's going to love it. Yeah, <laughs> some good gossip, some good celebrity gossip. Some great celeb gossip. Well, yeah. And I've got – sorry, go ahead. Oh, I thought – didn't you already say that you had the Bucks at 14? Oh, yes. I didn't realize you didn't say yours. Go ahead. Oh, no, I had no worries. Yeah, just at the same time, I agree that it's going to affect Tom, but not that much. I had the Bucks at 14. So 15 and 14, apparently we don't think it's going to really uh, mess with this game against the Falcons on Sunday. Okay, I like it. And I was just going to say, I've got some gossip as well. A little rumor from the rumor mill is that you and I Whoa. disagree on this next game. Whoa. It is the Tennessee Titans at Washington Commanders. Hmm. Okay. Would this be my my analysis to start off? Yep. Hit me with Excellent. what you got. I'm going to hit you with my best shot here. So <clears throat> I know this is one out of two games that we do not agree with. I I'm a little bit more, my feet are kind of stuck in some wet cement and it's hardening around them. So I'm pretty set. Not going to lie. I'm going to need some serious num, num, num. Yes. And I'll tell you why. I'm going to need some serious num, 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 nums on this one to change to the commanders. It's not so much for me about the Titans because the Titans are not a good team. It's more so about how bad the commanders are. I truly think the commanders are a bottom three team in the NFL, kind of down there with the Texans. Wow. And maybe the Falcons. They're just, in my opinion really really hapless they give up sacks like like there's no tomorrow i know the eagles were setting records last week with how many sacks they had against the commanders and it just seems like they are scoring less than 10 points every single game they really haven't been close in too many of their games i know they got to win week one i can't remember who they beat week one i wish i would have came prepared with a little bit more uh nuggetry on my end but i know they're one and three i know people are already calling for wentz's head and washington just isn't a hard place to play the state of Washington with the 13th man, yes. So is it the 12th man or the 13th man? I think 12th man. Ah, like I said, with the 12th man in Seattle, yeah, scary. The Commanders, there's just really not much going on there. The Titans had a good win. They're coming off a solid win against the Colts. And they had another win a couple weeks ago. So they, they're now all of a sudden 2-2. Two and two. They are the number one seed from last year. And they have Derrick Henry and, you know, I think that offense is going to be able to figure it out, figure it out against a Commanders team that just doesn't really have much going on at all. And Carson Wentz just the the Carson Wentz from a couple of years ago when he was the MVP front runner is a thing of the past. So I actually, when you said that you had Commanders, I was really worried about this because I have the Titans really, really high. I have him at thirteen. Woo! Bum bum! Holy cow! Okay, yeah, you are extremely confident in them. Yeah, I am. I will just throw it right off the bat. I'm willing to switch on this game, but hopefully I can give you some stuff that is maybe going to lower your confidence because I'm definitely not that confident in it. Uh, okay. 
the Titans have not really proven to me that they are a very great team this year, to be completely honest. I mean, they have their biggest weapon, obviously, King Henry, who really kind of came into his own this past weekend. He had some good rushing yards, was producing a lot through the air and on the ground. It was it was good to see that happen. The Commanders aren't going to help with that very much because they rank 16th against the run. They've allowed 448 yards on the ground so far this year. They have played some good teams, though. They've played some high-scoring offenses, so that's important to consider. The Titans, though, are actually worse at allowing yards on the ground. and They're worse in, in all of the statistics defensively. So that's those are the nuggets that I'm coming in with. It's just that their nom, defensive – nom, nom, nom. Their defensive statistics are worse. So the Titans are worse at 19th, allowing 473 yards within the first four weeks. And then if you look at the passing versus the running on the ground and looking at defense against the pass, there's a huge difference in this in this ranking from the Commanders to the Titans. So the Commanders rank sixth in defending the pass. They've allowed only 58.7% pass completion rate. That's pretty good compared to the rest of the NFL. The Titans are 23rd in passing. They've allowed a 67.8% pass completion rate. And the reason that scares me is because although Washington has not been great, they have allowed a ton of sacks, as you've mentioned, alluded to. Their offensive line has not been protecting Carson Wentz. The reason it does scare me, though, is because they do have three pretty good weapons uh, on their wide receiver core, and that's obviously Scary Terry, who we haven't seen a lot of this year. Curtis Samuel has really come into his own and found his home in Washington. He's been producing left and right. And then that rookie, Jahan Dotson, has been doing really well as well. So that's just what scares me there a little bit. I'm not saying it's enough to make me have to choose Washington, um, that would just be maybe my argument to at least lower the Titans because I am concerned in that regard. Very good nuggets. I was hungry <clears throat> from all the sugar and now I'm feeling a lot better. So I appreciate it. My stomach ache has gone away just a tad bit. Glad to hear it. Yeah, I definitely agree with all of that. I like how I'm just like, no, Titans are going to win. Yeah, rah, rah, rah. And you're like, this and this and this and this and this and this. <laughs> so you, one of us did our research and came with nuggets and the other one just has his hand taped around a, a Slurpee, so nicely done. <laughs> well, I definitely try to research the ones where we disagree just to come up with some actual reasoning as to why I chose them versus just my gut. But yeah, I didn't say, I, I have the commanders and I only have them at one. So again, I'm willing to look at moving that. Um, I definitely would love to look at the, the Titans' defensive pass rush and to see how that's been because obviously the O-line for Washington has not been good. So maybe we could look at that and just try to try to look at some of those stats as well see it would have helped a you know help this have been a really productive conversation if i would have come with nuggets like that but you know hey, that's here, okay. I am, here i am just saying oh titans are gonna win yeah that's right. Carson go, went, Carson go, went titans. <laughs> go titans there we go shout out Ooh. shout out Corey, my brother-in-law that's his team tennessee titans so shout what up Corey? shouts out shouts out uh, moving along, I don't know. Do we have anybody to shout out for these next two games? I don't think so. It's the Houston Texans at Jacksonville Jaguars. I can't think of any fans for that. And shout out Lord Farquaad. Shout out Lord Farquaad. We love you, Shrek, Donkey. Gotta love him. Um, love but them yeah, all. 
actually for real shout out Lord Farquaad because the Jags have been looking pretty darn good. I have been thoroughly impressed with the Jags this year. Clearly their new leadership is working with Doug Peterson. Wasn't enough to get them the win against the Eagles, but they still looked really good and efficient. And that's just, that's been interesting to see just a big comeback team and kind of a come from nowhere team. Yeah, they were beating the wheels off the Eagles at the start of the game, too. They were yeah. up like 14 or 17 points right off the bat, and me and you were texting each other. We were like, I was shitting my pants, to say the we're least. Explicit, explicit. Explicit, explicit. I was arse poop. <laughs> you were arse poop. I was you, arsing. you were arsing? I was going to say arsing. I was arsing my pants. Because you usually say ass, explicit, arse. So <laughs> When you said explicit, I just jumped straight to arse. <laughs> explicit arse. I was Matt, pooping out my arse. <laughs> she was pooping out her arse at the start of the game. And you know what? That makes both of us because I was doing the same doggone thing. Because okay, this is not moving, explicit. Moving on from the poop and arse talk. But yes, either way, they scared us against the Eagles. I think that the Jaguars have a chance to really solidify their standing to to put a whoop in here against the Texans this weekend. I think that will really continue to show people that they are for real, that they mean business. I think they're going to do it. I think they're going to do it no problem at home. So I've got the Jags, and I've got them at a scary high. Jeez, I, why are all my confidence, my high confidences this week so scary? I've got them at 13. 13, wow. And yeah. I definitely have a quick thing to say in this game, but I have big news, much bigger than this game. Go ahead. What you got? I got one down. One Woo! down. Ding, ding, ding. Oh, my God. I'm so full. Okay. One down. I got about 20 ounces to go. This could Why happen. Why don't you do the one that's taped to your hand first so you can take it off? Because this one is so cold. I can't even comprehend trying to put that all in my brain right now. I can't even <laughs> think straight. All right, well, put into your brain who who you're choosing this weekend for the Texans-Jags. Nice nice little transition there. So I agree. I think the Jags are going to win this game. I think they are contenders. They proved that even with a loss last week against the last undefeated team in the NFL. Shout-out Eagle. Shout-out Big T. Got to give him a quick shout-out every single week. Can't wait for our Dirty 30 trip. But, yeah, I think the Jags are going to win this game. They're at home against the Texans. Texans have lost to some really good opponents, such as the Bears, so they're not as bad as people think, but I had the Jags winning. Bounced back from last week. I got them at 10, so a little less confident than your 13. All right. No worries. Still double digits, so that's definitely something that we can, we can oh, figure out. Brain freeze just hit. Okay, sorry. Brain continue. Brain freeze. And just in time, that brain freeze came along. Hopefully it won't freeze all your thoughts for this Next advertisement, but before no. we move into the afternoon slate of games, it is time for a word from our sponsors. I cannot believe this happened right when my brain fees really started to grab my brain. Okay. Oh, this first advertisement of week five is brought to you by Super Big Gulp Extra Large. If it's really hot and you're working outside, just get a slushy and it's going to make you feel really good. Or if you lose a bet, get to tape one to your hands. Your brain's going to be frozen, but you're going to be feeling like you are on some energy pills. Big gulp. Get them in 62, 40, 32, 16, 8, or in 4 ounces. Delicious. All right. I couldn't think straight. That was my worst one yet. Gosh, hey, I don't know. I liked it. It was not bad. 
Did you yeah. go in order of highest to lowest, or were you all scrambled in there? I wasn't following quick enough. I think we'll we'll hear it tomorrow, but I think I was pretty <laughs> scrambled there. I think I was pretty scrambled in there. Just throwing out random random numbers. <laughs> I was also trying to rhyme like you did last week because that sounded so good, and I could not rhyme anything with with hot. And hot is really easy to rhyme, but I couldn't think of it. I I panicked. Hey, that's all right. I. I know mine is not going to be as good this this week. I don't know. I got to start thinking about what I'm going to do. No, no, don't. Just who knows? Maybe maybe there won't even be a second answer. Don't even think about it. I'm sure oh, there won't okay. be. Oh, okay. That would be awesome. Maybe there won't be. Uh, but just in case there is, we can head on into the next game so we can move things along. We've got the San Francisco 49ers at Carolina Panthers. And this is me? All right. Yeah, so this is another really easy one in my opinion, so I'm going to save a little bit of time. Baker stinks. Niners great win on Monday night against the Super Bowl reigning champs. I have the Niners going into Carolina and winning this game at a confidence level of, drum roll please, 15. Ooh, 15. All right. So, yeah, just because just because Baker stinks, is that is that kind of it? Baker Sings and Garoppolo, after his like first full week of practice, looked a lot better with that offense last uh, last Monday night or a couple nights ago, and he's looking like he's he's poised to to take his uh, his dudes back to the playoffs. And yeah, that defense is unbelievable. They were all over your boy Maddie, like literally all night. And Debo Samuel, like can't say say enough about that guy. He's just a difference maker. Kittle's healthy now, so um, yeah, they're looking like a team that can definitely make a run at the NFC Championship game again. For sure. All right. Awesome. Yeah, no, that sounds good. That's some great reasoning right there. Uh, I agree. I have the 49ers at 12. 12 and 15. 12 Excellente. and 15. Next game is much lower for me. Uh, I'm curious to see what where you put them. But I, it's the Dallas Cowboys at Los Angeles Rams. And I have the Rams winning this game. But they've been scaring me a little bit. My boy Maddie out there in LA, hot chat with all the new ads, Super Bowl champion. I mean, they're they're still. I think they're tied right now. They're not like they're two and two. Okay, yeah. Two and two. I was gonna say. I think isn't the whole NFC West tied right now at two and two? They're tied in last place and in first place at the same time. Yeah. So I mean, I guess that's good. It's not like he's like way behind or anything like that. But it's interesting to see the Rams like not sh- struggling, I guess. But well, I guess struggling a little bit. A little bit. I know the 49ers kind of own them, um, so that makes sense for that win. But yeah, either way, it's just. We've seen some production from them, but it just doesn't feel as like electric as it did last year. I don't know if you would agree with that. Um, either way, I still think they've got a good chance at winning this game. I'm a little worried about the Dallas Cowboys defense because they do look really good out there. But hopefully the fact that the Rams also have a solid defense will be enough to to kind of shut down, shut down Cooper Rush and maybe hand him his first loss of the NFL. Yeah. Yeah. So I've got the Rams and I've got them at three. Okay. Yeah. This is a game that we agree on with who we think is going to win as well as a low confidence. Um, And the reason I have this so low is because of one certain player on the Cowboys and he has just been turning heads ever since he, he got into his current role when, as we know, Dak went down and that's why Mr. Cooper Rush is my wave maker of the week. Flash 
big gulp. Cooper Rush, <clears throat> he is just a winner. And I don't think anybody could have predicted the degree of winner that he really is on Sunday against a, you know, so be it a, a weak commander team. He went 15 to 27 for 223 yards. He had two touchdowns and most importantly, a QB rating of 108. And a crazy nugget. Hope you're hungry. Nom, 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 nom. I'm getting too close to the mic again, so I'm going to back it on up. In all four of his games, he is 4-0 as a starter. He has thrown goose egg, zero interceptions. Talk wow. about a backup that is reliable. He doesn't turn the ball over. He gets the job done. And I heard murmurs that Dak might be coming back to this game. It's it's definitely doubtful. But if I'm a Cowboys fan, I'm going to... I'm going to want to be sitting there saying, let it ride with Cooper. He doesn't lose. So he is no longer the redheaded stepchild that is just kind of thrown to the side. He is a winner. He has gotten the Cowboys right back into the playoff hunt and division race ever since Dak went down. And that's why he's my wave maker of the week. week. So congratulations to you, Cooper. Well-deserved swag coming your way. Uh, All that being said, though, the Rams, they're at home again. I think they're going to have a bounce back game. I think staff and – McVay and crew are going to be chatting about some some uh, different ways to kind of spice up the offense like they did last year in their Super, Super Bowl run. But yeah, I do think it's going to be a really tight game. So that's why I have the Rams and I have them at one. Okay. All right. Yeah, those are some great nuggets about Cooper Rush. Gotta love when a backup comes in and just gets a job done and really opens up some doors for them maybe later on in their career as well. So good for Absolutely. you, Cooper Rush. Congrats on that wave maker of the week. And yeah, I I love it. That's a good one. Thank you. I love it too. All right. Another thing I love is that there is one undefeated team left in the NFL. And if you would have told me it was the Philadelphia Eagles before the season started, I don't know if I would have believed you. I would have thought they were going to be a good team. I didn't realize they were going to be this good of a team. We've got the Philadelphia Eagles heading to the Arizona Cardinals for the last game of the 4 o'clock slate on Sunday. Yes, yes. So I agree. This is the matchup of two very prestigious birds, the Eagle and the Cardinal. I uh, love both of those birds. Every time I see either one of them, I get very excited. And the gotta Eagles. Gotta love both the birds. Gotta, love, gotta the birds. love both the birds. Gotta love them both. I like the football team Cardinals much more than the baseball team that is a rival of my Chicago Cubs. And I'm getting off topic because I have so much sugar going on, so I need to stay on task. I got the Eagles winning this game. I think they're going to go to 5-0, and stay the only undefeated team in all of the land. Cardinals are just kind of a mixed bag for me. They barely beat the Panthers last week. They are at home, but I don't think that's much of a home field advantage out in the desert. They're playing inside, obviously indoors. Um, I feel ridiculous with this thing on my hand, by the way. But Eagles play really well when they're, they're uh, inside. They're a fast team. I think they're going to take advantage of that. So I have the Eagles going into Arizona and winning this game at a confidence level of seven touchdown. Okay. A seven touchdown. Uh, Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Eagles, I think are going to remain undefeated after this coming up weekend. It is scary because like you said, Cardinals are a mixed bag. We never know what's going to come. If we're going to get this like electric Kyler Murray who's scrambling on a 32nd play and then ending up in the end zone. It's absurd when he does that kind of stuff, but Hopefully the Eagles have enough juice to get it done. I've got them, and I've got them at eight. All right, so we got seven. We got eight. We're both confident that the Eagles are going to stay undefeated. And one thing that I'm actually pretty confident with is that we're going to have two advertisements every episode, and we're heading into the Sunday night game. 
So, Mac, I would love for you to tell me and our Wave Riders the second sponsor of the episode. All right. This week five Making Waves NFL Confidence Pool podcast is brought to you by Hasbro Games. If you are sitting at home all alone and you just need something to do, why don't you roll some dice, play some Yahtzee, woohoo! Play some games with Hasbro Games. If you can't get enough gaming with football, go ahead and just do some board games and hang out with a big old, big gulp and enjoy the win. <laughs> that was still really, really great. I am excited for you to listen back on this because... I have no idea what I <laughs> I don't know how you keep rhyming those like off the top of the dome. Very impressive. And then you said game like four times in five seconds. You're like, play some Hasbro, play some games with Hasbro games, sit and watch the game, have a slurpee, play some games. I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> I don't know why I kept talking. Why didn't I just stop after you? <laughs> you had it. I was about to be like, oh my God. And then you just. Hey, it's still that was still for sure the best ad of the pod. That was great. No way, no way. I don't know. I like some Yahtzee. Woohoo! Apparently, some of that slurpy sugar has like translated through the computer because I'm feeling mm -hmm. hype as shit. Oh my god, that was great. I want to play some Yahtzee now with this slurpy. <laughs> you should. There you go. That'd be crazy. Oh my god, that was great. That Nicely would done. Be wild. <laughs> All right. I don't even know what transition. I was going to say a team that's about to get a Yahtzee this weekend, but that's not true. <laughs> I don't know. It's the Probably about the Eagles because I think it's like five dice of the same. Eagles, five wins, Yahtzee. We five. should just play a game of Yahtzee for our fans right now live. Want to do it? Okay, yeah, perfect. We're not running out of time or anything. No, not at all. No, not at all. Um, okay, Sunday night, back on track, 8.20 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We have the Cincinnati Bengals at... Baltimore Ravens. And this is one, sorry again, Vince, I disagree with you here. You chose the Cincinnati Bengals. I'm going with the Ravens on this one. And the reason being is that the Ravens have been looking really good on offense. I'm a little nervous if Rashad Bateman does miss that game, so we should keep an eye on that. But the Ravens' offense has been pretty electric. I know the Bengals have kind of been coming into their own a little bit, but I still just don't think it's enough. I, I don't know where the Bengals are at right now. It's kind of been – we've kind of been waiting to see that team that was last year made it to the Super Bowl, and I don't know that we've seen that same level of productivity yet from them. Ultimately, this is going to be a close game, I think. I think it's going to be quite the shootout because I don't know that either of them have a crazy great defense. So I'm going to go with the Ravens, and I'm going to go with them at two. Ding, ding, ding. We have our second spot on pick of the night. I'm all not right. going to spend much time on this at all because I agree with everything you said. Just a little side note, my last nugget of the podcast. I just thought of this one right now. Shout out to Sugar from this slushy is the Ravens are two and two, but they – Honestly, should be 4-0. Yeah. They had a a monumental collapse a couple weeks ago when they were up by 21 points to the Dolphins in the fourth quarter and loss. They were also up by 17 points to the Bills last weekend in the second half, and they had a collapse. So I don't know if that's something they need to like focus on at halftime or kind of just like really lock it in in the third and fourth quarters, but they absolutely should be 4-0 right now, and they've played a lot of good teams. They have not had any cupcake, cupcake games from what I remember at all. So I think they're going to come back from another – 
disappointing fourth quarter meltdown loss to the Bills last week. They're going to beat the Bengals. And as I already said, ding, ding, ding. I got this one at two. So it's going to be a great game. I love it. I think that is going to be a really good game this weekend. One that I am definitely looking forward to. Um, Quite the shootout. And I think the last game of the week five slate is also going to be quite the shootout. We have done it. We have made it to the last game. And Bob has almost made it to the last of his Slurpee. But Monday, 8.15 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Hopefully your Slurpee will be gone by then. We've got the Las Las (laughs) Vegas Raiders at Kansas City Chiefs. That was my favorite transition of the night. Nicely done. I really hope this Slurpee is going to be gone by in about 10 minutes because I have a volleyball game and my stomach is hurting. So I might be... uh, I might be putting this one back in the freezer. Sorry, Eli. But yeah, I think this is going to be a good that. game. That's against all betting rules. So you're saying I actually have to chug this right now? Yep. After this, okay. give me your analysis and then finish her off. And then I'll start slurping. I think this is going to be a solid game, uh, but the Chiefs had a statement win on Sunday night in Tampa Bay. They scored 41 points against the number one ranked defense in all the NFL, the Bucks. Another nug right off the dome. Nom, 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 nom. Shout out, Slurpee. I think the Chiefs are going to win this game at home pretty handedly. Raiders have been another mixed bag. There's, I feel like about three-fourths of the league has been a mixed bag with what are we going to get? We don't know. Raiders are absolutely right in the middle firm um, as like a mixed bag team. So I think the Chiefs are going to win this one at home. Kelsey and uh, Clyde, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire and Mahomes have not seemed to skip a beat since they lost Cheetah. And I think that's going to continue on Monday night. I have them beating... The Raiders at a confidence level of touchdown and two-point conversion, eight. Okay, another one very close for both of us. I also have the Chiefs winning this game. They've shown a little bit up and down, but I feel like every time I bet against Mahomes, I've just, you know, pants around my ankles, egg on my face. And so I've learned my lesson. Uh, I do want to take a quick moment, though, to highlight my waymaker of the week. Josh Jacobs of the Las Vegas Raiders. They got their first win this past weekend, and a big part of that was a huge testament to their run game. Josh Jacobs finally kind of showed up. He's been stifled on the ground quite a bit this year, and he finally had the opportunity to really come into his own. He had 28 rushes, 144 yards, two touchdowns. He showed up when they needed it most. They got their first win. Really happy for them that they have now gotten on the board and they're not a big old goose egg. And another cool nugget that I thought was pretty pretty neat, and not so neat for Derek Carr, but Derek Carr had 188 yards passing. Uh, Josh Jacobs had 144 yards rushing. So he had almost the same amount of yards as Derek Carr through the air. And obviously that's that's a big, that's a big game on the ground. So congrats, Josh Jacobs. Got your first one this past weekend. Unfortunately, I don't think you'll get another one this weekend, but still got to give credit where credit is due. Shout out to you. Congrats, J Squared, first ever Wave Maker of the Week. Your swag's coming. It'll be there in a couple business days. All right. Swag is coming. And wow, okay, we did it. We have made it through this podcast. And now you can finally go to the bathroom. Wait, did you say your confidence level for that game? Did oh, I miss sorry. It? Uh, I had them at seven. Okay, we got seven and eight for the Chiefs. We made it. My bladder's about to explode, but we made it. 
we made it and we will see you all back here next week hopefully bob will not have any more slurpees and we can just stick to all things football but if not i mean hey we love the shenanigans here i'm making waves i like shenanigans but not when i'm you know chugging 40 ounces of pure sugar not when you're on the receiving end of the shenanigans <laughs> all right well we will see you all next week peace <laughs>